0: Listening to Adjective New Music's podcast, Lexical Tones. I'm your host, Rob McClure. We are back with our final episode from Seamus 2018. The three works I will discuss today all have a sense of being of the moment. We are all aware of what happened in November of 2016 and how life has changed since that time. Many composers have been using their art as commentary or protest. These three pieces engage with the present in different ways. They are by composers José Martínez, Lucas Marshall-Smith, and Mark Phillips. We'll begin with José Martínez. José Martínez is a Colombian-born, Austin-based composer, percussionist, and electronic musician dedicated to the production of new works of music that involve the fusion of Latino culture and music together with newer trends of contemporary sounds. Notable collaborations include works for Alarm Will Sound, Wild Up, Third Coast Percussion, Taller Sonoro in Spain, participation in the program Next on the Grand, National Composers Intensive organized by the LA Phil, Seamus 2018, and a future participation in the Splice 2018 Institute. His current artistic interests relate the interaction between performers, improvisation, and autonomous systems of music creation. The ultimate goal of this is to allow the creation of unique experiences for the audience on every performance. To learn more about Jose's projects, visit josemartinezcomposer.com. All right, I am here with Jose Martinez, and we heard uh, your piece uh, for Fixed Media uh, yesterday on the concert, and it was called The Mirror. So it, it, I think it has kind of a political statement as, as kind of part of it. So, so what, are, what are you doing with this piece?
1: Well, uh, thank you very much for having me here. Uh, so yeah, this piece is called The Mirror, and the driving force behind it, it's one of the banners I saw in, the, in the, this uh, rally that happened during President Trump's uh, inauguration. And one of these uh, banners said, America needs a mirror instead of a wall or something. Yeah, uh, America needs a mirror, or forget the wall, we need a mirror. Everything, that idea of a, not really needing a, a, a wall but instead of that, instead of uh, blocking access to humans, we need to look at ourselves. Instead of doing that, just let's try to be better people by looking at ourselves and thinking about how America can be a better country. I also have to say, I'm not American. Okay, I- I'm American, but I'm South American. Mm-hmm. So immigration for me, it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that I leave every single day. Like, uh, as an immigrant, I have a student visa, and my wife is... Uh, also have a student visa, so we, I don't know what's going to happen with us when I'm done with my school, so it's a constant preoccupation. I have family in Miami, I have to say some of my family is actually still undocumented in the country, so every time I think about immigration, I think about people moving through the border, it is a very personal, it's a very personal matter because I, you know, I came here, I crossed that border, and I know what's going to I don't know what's going to happen, and it's a. I mean, as a Latino, it's it's always there's a uh, this this preoccupation of if you go to North America to to the states, what's going to happen with you? Do you have friends there? They're going to help you. And then you hear stories about people who cross the the river in Mexico, people who overstay their visas, people who have families in Mexico, and they if they build this wall, then what's going to happen with their families? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, there's a political statement, but there's also a personal uh a bit of a a little bit of a shout out like i i think about this every single day i just want to write a piece of music about this
0: so how did you kind of tackle that musically i mean the the piece kind of starts off um with more or less abstract sounds and then eventually you get into a lot of vocal samples so so what what are you doing with those sounds to kind of project this this statement that you're making
1: yeah um so the beginning of the piece is, uh, is just a, they, they sound like claves, but they're not they're actually claves. It's what I was picturing as someone um,
0: like a hammer and
1: chisel, like, yeah, like, yeah, just doing that on a, to a wall, like okay. slowly put, putting down this wall, and then I took samples that came from from a mirror that I literally. A break and uh, I, I broke it and then I recorded those samples and then there was also interesting before I, I I broke the mirror i I tapped it with my fingers and then there was like this resonance from the mirror mm-hmm. so there's, there's these two qualities of the the mirror the the glass being um, breaking and having this unpitched sound but at the same time this other material that I got from the from tapping and the, I, what I call the pitch glass mm-hmm. and so the piece, is, the piece is a collaboration with video and, and dancers. So the voices are the voices of the dancers. And some of these dancers are actually, some of the recorders are in Spanish because some of them are immigrants. That uh, Maybe they are not immigrants, but their family came here. Right. Uh, so they could be maybe, I think, I think some of them are second generation. I think there's one of them is first generation. That, like, their family just came here uh, some years ago. So those voices are from, from, from them, and what we did is I just talked to them. I, I, it's not a, it's like there's not a libretto. I just put a microphone, and I asked them questions. What do you think about this? How, how do you feel about this idea of building a mirror six, six hours from where we live? Because we live in Austin. How do you feel about that? And then there was one that, that at the very end, there's one that says that she's been living in El Paso for some years, and that there, there's a fence in El Paso. And and it it breaks her heart every time she looks south because actually her house is very close to the to the fence like two blocks. She looks south and she she looks the fence every single day. She was living in El Paso, so it got very personal. And I was able to you know, record those those ideas and then put them in the piece uh, as a as a more concrete uh, statement. And I feel like you know as an artist. Sometimes uh, you gotta be um, straightforward with your idea and go for it. But also sometimes you can come out very straightforward and, and then what you want is something subtle. It's just an idea, it's just a thought that I'm giving the audience. So then later we can have this conversation. So let's uh, this is my this is what I think. Let's open the conversation. Instead of this is what I think, you have to take it, this is my statement and you know, whether like it or not, you have to eat it all. No. Mm-hmm. I think it's Part of that, you know, if when you write when you build a wall, you, you build something and you split parts. I didn't want to build a wall with my piece saying, this is, what, this is what I think, I'm full of hatred because of this, and I'm just yelling. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to create a conversation. So that's why I, I went for a rather subtle um, statement at the end.
0: And this piece also has dance and video is there a documentation of that somewhere if, yeah. if people want to go look at that as well
1: yeah it's on my website yeah in my on my website is jose martinez dot uh, jose dot com and there's an area which says uh, music and there's a link that says multimedia so there's a there's a link to the video of the first version that we did and uh, there's a beautiful thing in, in the in the piece that in Towards the middle, there's a wall that shows up, and the the word is built up from words that came from the interviews. Mm-hmm. So it's a build of it's it's a wall of words that then we destroy, and we put it down, and then it crashes like a like a mirror, like a like a wall, something that just just comes down because we don't need it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if uh, I, I mean people can go to your website, which is Jose Martinez Composer dot com, and um, if someone wanted
1: to reach out to you and have that conversation that this piece might provoke how would they do that well it would be uh, there's an area that says contact and I would love to to see to hear to read what people have to say and why not we could I could create maybe a chat on the on the like a blog on the on the the specific part of the my website where the piece is and you know if people have stuff to say I would, love to, I would love to read it, and mostly if people disagree, I would love to read the, those, those statements that say, no, you know, you're wrong. I think we need the wall. Well, let's talk about this. That's, I want to hear from you why you think so, because you already heard from me.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're going to listen to it now. This is The Mirror by Jose Martinez.
1: But I'm not all I'm
2: Everywhere
1: I turn, if I'm back, seeing that reflection that of I myself,
2: how I just get very frustrated. you're finally free. The the to for a very long time. is super willing to come all the time allowed to have <laughs>
1: Certain people Forget think it means to be American, a mirror. And like a wall to where there's something there, but you may not wall, be fully aware
3: of what it is. It is. And El Paso, I got to see that
1: fence. Forget the wall. We need a mirror.
0: Next, we will hear a piece from Lucas Marshall Smith, which he performs himself and performed at Seamus. Lucas Marshall Smith is a vocalist and composer from New London, Ohio. He holds degrees from Bowling Green State University and the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Smith is currently pursuing his Doctorate of Musical Arts at the University of Illinois, where he is working as the Operations Assistant in the Experimental Music Studios. So I'm here with Lucas Marshall-Smith, and we heard his piece uh, on the first first day of the festival, and it's called In His Hands. And this is a kind of A piece that is of the moment, right? It's a reaction to the present. So what kinds of things are you reacting
3: to? So with this piece I guess uh, I I was really struck during the whole the whole Trump election and everything about all these kind of like fear tactics that were sort of being used um, to discriminate against people etc. And to me that it reminded me of another time in my life when uh i was uh had to deal with this kind of fear-based uh fear-based persuasive tool um and that was my my experience with the baptist church uh growing up i was a part of a very very religious uh family we went to church three times a week and there was a lot of really great things about it but but one of the things that always rubbed me the wrong way was this idea of hell and this like, um, I, as a child, I just, I just remember being terrified that like I was going to hell and like that stuck so intensely through my life that whatever, it had a lot of, uh, of, of repercussions. And I guess in this piece, uh, I felt like it was the right time to engage with those feelings, engage with, um, how that has affected me in my life and you know that's what we do as artists, so right. it felt like the right time.
0: So you're you're taking religion and fear as uh, some of your primary subjects. So how are you presenting those those ideas or those concepts in in this piece? I mean, there's a pretty substantive uh, text that answers the piece, and, and where does that come from?
3: Yeah. So the majority of the text comes from uh, the iconic Jonathan Edwards. Uh, sermon of the Great Awakening period in colonial America: uh, Sinners in the hands of an angry God, and that's that's kind of where we get that whole imagery of, you know, the spider being dangled by the by the thread over this big pit of fire, and it's you know we are the spider, and at any moment these flames will will disintegrate the web and will fall into the pit, right? And this kind of imagery has been used throughout, you know, the history of of the christian churches since then and um actually side note also my brother used this sermon in a talents for christ speech uh so it it works kind of on two levels for me because you know it has a sort of a personal that's one of the texts um then a couple of the other texts that are included in the electronics parts so i guess i should say there's there's portions of the piece where i'm Literally preaching as though I am Jonathan Edwards or you know whatever yeah. fill in the blank preacher you might hear this from. Uh, those are all those are coming from that speech. There, there's a lot of other uh, text in the electronics that are kind of integrated into the sound environment, and those primarily come from Revelation, which of course we know is the the book of the Bible about the prophecy and the end of the world, which kind of fits with the whole destruction right, yeah. and hell. Um, and then also a few of uh, pieces from. Uh, passages from jeremiah that are also prophecy so okay
0: and then i mean i i listened to this piece as a kind of stereo you know recording that you sent me and then i saw the piece and seeing the piece and hearing the piece are two very different things so you know what are as a performer you you really throw yourself into this yeah
3: yeah i'm curious when you so you only listened to the audio you didn't watch the i did not watch the video yeah okay um yeah, this piece um you know, it's really about it's really about that psychological journey for me and I don't know, as a performer I feel like music is so embedded in the body and in in the physicality of it that um it, that's really important. So in it, how that sort of manifests itself in this in this piece, you know, there's kind of exorcism-like behaviors, uh, shaking and whatnot. But it's all s- also tied in with the vocal production. And uh, it's it's all a package. And I think that, you know, the, the theatrics of it, the music of it, the embodiment in the body, it's all part of who you are and it's all part of the performance. And I think you can't have one without the other, especially in a, in a work like this.
0: Yeah. I mean, in your program notes, you say, like, I think when... Uh, people see this piece; they they would assume you you are coming from a very specific place that is making a commentary on religion and the church and the, and using these tactics. But also in your program notes, you say there you know there are many beautiful things about faith, uh, the faith practice and and your own experience. But this is this is kind of how you are, like how you're dealing presently with with all these, you know different emotions or different ideas because the piece it it you know it starts from this very hymn you know hymn like and uh, section and then it kind of ends with that too and in the middle you have all this fear so you're kind of you know you're kind of uh, bookending all of all of this craziness and fear and and hate in a way with uh, with something that's kind of the more beautiful aspects of the church
3: yeah and i definitely I definitely think that the music element is, for me, was always the the most beautiful, the most uh, touching parts of of my faith practice. That and the community that you build with people um, are both really beautiful. And, yeah, so I have a lot of great experiences, especially with Protestant hymns. Oh, God, I love them. You know, they're so great, and, and I, I was really happy to... Uh, be able to kind of like multi-track multi right. myself and get the end and get the whole get the big uh, cathedral moment or whatever and uh, so that so there's that and um, the, I guess the thing that really bothers me is that you I wish I wish my I wish my um, experiences weren't tainted with so the, the thing is uh, so I'm gay right and so that kind of threw a wrench in things for my family. And so I have all these wonderful experiences. And w- they're tarnished because the same people who I thought were my friends and I thought loved me um, so immediately turned their back yeah. when they found out that I was gay. And um, for, for just a specific example, the choir director at the church who you know, I saved their Easter programs every, you know, every year because no one can sing tenor there, you know? And it was great. And I had such a fun time doing it and, you know, that, the music community. And then as soon as, as soon as he found out that I was gay, he just, like, storms up to me after, um, after the service. I and mean, I had been away at school at uh, Bowling Green at the time. And so, you know, I, I hadn't even talked to him for months. And he just comes up to me, and he's like, you know, you can't get married, right? And I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> like you know, it's like, hi, um, nice to see you again. And uh, it, it was just, like, such a, such a shocking experience. And he went on, to like, he ranted for a couple of minutes, but I was kind of, like, blacking out, like, just in uh, <laughs> disbelief, I guess.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, I don't know. I just... So, it's. I mean,
0: it's a very complicated past and it's a complicated present and this this is kind of one avenue you have as a creative individual to kind of process some of those some of those feelings
3: yeah exactly and the thing that I like one thing that I like about this piece is that it seems to resonate on some level with a lot of people and I love I love making that connection and I think a lot of people have had experiences or situations where even if it's not this specific issue or whatever um They've been, they've experienced this kind of fear, what fear can do to like a logical human, you know, it's, we all want to, we all want to love each other and we all want to be inclusive, I think, I mean, maybe that's just me being optimistic, but it gets, it gets clouded by some of these issues and I think we need to talk about these issues if we're ever going to overcome them, you know.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to listen to this now. And, um, you said there is a video of this and I, you know, certainly stick around, listen to the piece on the podcast, but then go right online and find the video. So where can people find that video?
3: Yeah, it's right on YouTube. If you just search Lucas Marshall Smith in his hands, it'll come up.
0: And, uh, where, where
3: are the other places that people can find the, you know, other pieces of yours or connect with you online? Uh, I have a lot of stuff up on my SoundCloud. Uh, so Lucas Marshall Smith on SoundCloud. Uh, and I have a few other videos on uh, on YouTube as well. Um, I'm actually part of a noise metal trio band nice. and uh, called Tatwood, and so we've got a, we've got a couple of videos up. I encourage you if you like if you like the screaming, there's more of it. So <laughs> take a listen.
0: Awesome. So this is In His Hands by Lucas Marshall Smith.
2: Are you washed in the blood, in the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? When the bridegroom cometh, will your robes be white? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Will your soul be ready for the <coughs> mansions? Be in the, oh, <coughs> the Lord. There's lost in its land. Nice. <coughs> abominable as the most hateful, venomous serpent is in our eyes. You have offended him infinitely more than ever a stubborn rebel did his prince. And yet, tis nothing but his hand that holds you from falling into the fire every moment. <coughs> 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 Many, many menstead died! M- many, many, di- died! Many men died! Tis to be ascribed to nothing else that you did not go to hell the last night, for you closed your eyes to sleep, and there is no other reason to be given why you have not dropped to hell since you arose in the morning, but that God's hand hath held you up. up against in the hand of that god whose wrath is provoked and incensed as much against you as many of the damned in hell you hang by a slender thread with the flames of the divine wrath flashing about it and ready every moment to singe it and burn it asunder My heart will bring glory, glory, when When we shall crown him king.
0: Finally, we will hear a piece called "Fake News," written by my colleague at Ohio University, Mark Phillips. Mark is an Ohio University distinguished professor and won the 1988 Barlow International Competition for orchestral music, leading to collaborations with conductor Leonard Slatkin. Following a national competition, Pi Capalanda commissioned him to compose a work for their 2006 national conference in San Antonio. His music has received hundreds of performances throughout the world including dozens of orchestra performances by groups such as the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and the Cleveland Orchestra. And his music has been recorded by Richard Stoltzman and the Warsaw Philharmonic Orchestra, the Lark Quartet, and several solo artists. All right. So I'm here with Mark Phillips and your piece was also on the first day and it's called Fake News. And this is, uh, this is another kind of, of the moment piece. And, um, Your uh, so so basically tell us like where this piece started
4: and what the concept
0: uh, was for it.
4: Well, I was commissioned to write a uh, a wind ensemble piece, and I started into it in the summer during the uh, election season, and I put it aside because it it was too much of that moment, and I didn't know how long. That moment was going to last, and I thought by the time the premiere came around, it would be old history, and everything would have calmed down, and no one would be in the mood for what was <laughs> coming out of me for this band piece. So then uh, the election happened, and uh, suddenly realized, okay, we'll go there, we'll do that piece. So I wrote a, a, a piece, a, band, a wind ensemble piece, 18 minutes or to 20 minutes long, uh, depending on what liberties the conductor decides to take in places Um, and I got done with that and I got a recording back from uh, that was not as impressive and not as dramatic as being there by a long shot the mic placement was not good and there was no sense of space and, and it was just kind of a flat one dimensional kind of recording so I decided to uh, use what I've learned in 20 or 30 years of messing around with electronics and, and uh, digital audio and so on to put some more meat on the bones of this recording. And of course, as usually happens when you do stuff like that, you shoot you, you overshoot the mark. And so I <laughs> overshot the mark and uh, realized, oh well, no, I have to pull back. But oh, well, that was so much fun to listen to this just huge stuff going on so i decided well why not just make an electroacoustic you know a music concrete piece where you have a single sound source it's the band recording of this uh from from february and i just must make a a more manageable length electroacoustic composition music concrete composition so that's what i did and then i just went all in Uh on the production in terms of. of you know eqing and and over dramatizing the uh the, the the sounds and the the contrasts between the uh louds and softs are extreme i, I noticed when the db meter was going that i was i was uh, <laughs> uh over 40 db difference yeah, yeah in in range between the soft stuff i was playing and the loud stuff i was playing and so uh yeah, so it's a big, big statement, a big dramatic piece in, in, you know, in the band world, it's still, it's huge for that size and that duration, but it's compressed down, it's still a big, a big uh, music concrete statement.
0: So, and I mean, I think you're also kind of making a somewhat political statement, you know, because, you know, we went from breaking news to fake news you know a very uh a very popular phrase with the current administration so tell us how breaking news became fake news
4: well it's it is f- f- the, the main issue the main reason for the title was the, the breaking news was the title of the piece the, for band and i uh as i was working on it it became less and less a band piece and and more and more f- f- uh fake if you will or artifice artificially uh boosted and, and colored and, uh, you know, pu- pumped up in a way that was uh, similar to what happens with artificial news, where you lose the nuance, you lose the details, but you get the big, you know, the, you know, the, 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 mis- the sensational, misleading headlines, and so, so this is a fake version of that somewhat more subtle and more nuanced band piece. The band piece is still packs some punch, but, but this is, you know, more heightened and more in-your-face yeah,
0: definitely. The, you know, there are a couple moments where you just have these incredibly big drums that are just like, as a listener, just punching you in the face. And that's that's what I think a lot of news is doing right now. It's like, yeah. this, 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 you know, and, and, and never giving you any context. I mean, I think it would be interesting to kind of hear the two pieces, breaking news and fake news, kind of back to back. And I actually think it'd be kind of interesting to hear fake news first, mm-hmm. you know, to get that, uh, to get how how you have taken the material and really uh, played with it, recontextualized it, you know, uh, obscured it in different ways. And then just like I feel like a lot of us are getting right now in our relationship to the news, you know, you get all this stuff and then a little bit later you find out, oh, that wasn't true. You know, oh, this is this is how, wait, he, that's, that's a complete lie. So it would be interesting to kind of have that
4: juxtaposition. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, I think it would be, yeah. You can do that on your own. At some point, I, have, I will get a, uh, a link that's that's more accessible for fake news, but uh, breaking news, there is a link on my coolvillemusic.com website. You can go to it and find, you can look at the score. That's another accomplishment for that piece. It yeah. has nothing to do with Seamus or this piece, that fake news, but um, yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and in the context, in the, in the process of creating uh, the sound material uh, and, and the musical material for the piece, there was a lot of trying to, you know, noticing things and patterns, and uh, rhythmic patterns um, and numbers of letters and names, uh, you know, it's like uh, how many people have thought of the fact that, that Donald Trump and Barack Obama have the same number of letters in both their names that Hillary Clinton and Vladimir Putin have the same accent structure uh, <laughs> I never i never thought about that that's all right <laughs> yeah so so all so these these this that this is where those drum hits are all really hammering home those ideas oh,
0: okay
4: all right awesome uh, <clears throat> I mean, you. So, so so there's speech rhythms that are a part of the rhythms of this piece. Uh, Most of the, uh, so many of the chants that you heard during that election season, whether it was, um, or, or, you know, four more years, or lock her up, or build a wall, they have the same kind of rhythm. So that plays a big role in the piece, more so in the in the wind ensemble piece, but it's still pretty pretty prevalent in the in the in fake news as well yeah so
0: uh we're gonna listen to this now and then this is uh you know a completely electroacoustic piece but using um the band as as a source um but before we go you mentioned your website um and tell us that again and um you know where people can connect with you online and reach out yeah www.coolvillemusic.com and this is fake news by mark phillips Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to find out more about adjective new music or lexical tones, please go to our website, www.adjectivenewmusic.com.